Hello, beautiful people, and thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Madison Scarlett, and you're listening to Hey20s. So for today's episode, I'm going to be addressing the topic of why your life may be falling apart, what it means, and how you can implement these three tips that I have to try and fix it. Um, This episode, as many of my episodes do, they have curse words. So if you're not into that, then you might as well click off now. But what I wanted to name this episode was why your life may be fucked up. (laughs) But I realized that that doesn't sit well with everybody. But I think that it's relatable. Um, But at the same time, it needs to encompass the fact that I'm, I'm here to try and give you some hope, some inspiration. And that's what this episode is all about. So I'm just gonna jump right into it. Speaking of inspiration, the inspiration for today's episode came from a conversation that I had with a good friend of mine. Her and I were talking about, well suffice it to say, uh, how our lives were falling apart. (laughs) Um, We were talking about our struggles and for her it had to do with body image. So she was talking a lot about, you know, working out, I'm working out, I'm eating well and I'm not seeing the progress that I want. And on top of all of that, I'm really beating myself up about it. There's this lack of self-love and looking in the mirror and feeling disappointed. Uh, But she did make a note of if she were to see somebody else with her exact same body type, never in a million years, would she look at them and think they weren't beautiful? But why is it that? Because it's her body and when she looks at herself, she feels disappointed or she just doesn't like it. And grappling with that lack of self-acceptance. And for me, it had to do with my current place in life and feeling like I'm slacking, like I could be doing better with school, with work, um, that I just wasn't doing enough. And because I wasn't doing enough, that means that I'm not good or, you know, whatever, all, all this other shit. And I'm telling you this bit because, yes, our lives weren't going accordingly, but I think that we were both upset with ourselves for just not being accepting of our current circumstances, right? And instead, we were being really judgmental about it and beating ourselves up. We kept saying, we were voice noting each other back and forth, and we kept saying, like, why can't I just be like this? Why can't I just be like that? Why can't life be simpler and blah, 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 and woe was me? And then it dawned on me, which leads me to my first point. I was going to save this for last, but I think it's so good. I think it's so juicy. I had to say it right away. So the first thing that you have to remember when your life is falling apart is that suffering has significance, if you let it. The way I like to conceptualize it is by picturing like a classic uh, story design. So in a story, there's a beginning, middle, and end. And you are the protagonist because it's your story, it's your life, you are the star of the show. And like every protagonist, in the beginning, you're unsuspecting, everything's fine, life is good, you're frolicking about, and then all of a sudden, there's some kind of conflict, and tension builds, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and then boom, climax. And not the fun kind of climax either, I'm talking about anxiety, depression, loneliness, heartbreak, pain, uh, responsibilities, money issues, like that, the climax, the toughest part, the hardest part here happens to be your demise or some kind of struggle and in every single story there is a resolution but the difference here is that you get to decide what that ending is you are not a bystander you are not someone who just gets to watch their life go by you are an active participant you are the protagonist in the story you're the star of the show 
So you get to decide because there's no one writing it for you. But the thing is that I think we get really caught up with the pain that comes from it, from the agony that comes from the adversity and the struggle that we all have to go through. And sometimes giving up is a lot simpler. But I mean, what usually ends up happening? Think about every time that you've just thrown in the towel. You almost always end up feeling like shit. At least I do. And I think that's a pretty good indicator that there's something there worth fighting for, that there's growth. And that was the kind of revelation that I had. I was like, oh man, we are going through this for a reason. We are just stuck in the middle of it right now. But there is an ending that you and I both cannot see. There's a purpose to this and there's a lesson to be learned. I'm going to share a personal example of how I learned this tip firsthand. I used to hate my teeth up until like about a year ago. I, I, you know, just finished Invisalign. Um, But I hated my teeth so very much. They were my biggest insecurity. I didn't like smiling with them. Um, I would go home and cry even to my mom about how ugly I thought that they were and how ugly I thought that it made me. I was very insecure about it. And her response lovingly was, well, if you had it all, then that wouldn't be fair. (laughs) And I appreciate and understand that statement a lot more as an adult, but she was right. You know people who have had everything handed to them in life before, who have never had to work, who don't understand a 9-to-5 job or what it's like to struggle. And no offense, but those people are kind of brats. Of course, this is not always the case, but people who are just handed things to them in life that they've never had to work for, how would they possibly understand the value of working? You've never had to work. You don't know what it means then. So with this example, my suffering happened to be my teeth. Something that I could not fix about myself. I did not ask to have big crooked teeth. I just got it. I got it from my mama. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually got it from my dad, but that's, uh, that's besides the point. If I never experienced that, if I never had something about myself that I didn't like, that I wouldn't have the same level of empathy that I do now for people. Because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to look in the mirror and be disappointed with what you see. To look and think, fuck, (laughs) this sucks. I didn't ask for this. I don't like the way that I look and it's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. That's such a helpless feeling, but that empathy is huge. How are you ever going to relate to somebody if you've never even sort of walked in their shoes? What I learned through the experience of hating myself, through the experience of looking in the mirror and feeling disappointed with not liking what I see and knowing that what I see and what I don't like about myself is out of my control entirely, I learned the value of being kind to yourself, of being kind to people who also have things about themselves that they can't fix, that's out of their control, to remove that level of judgment because I didn't want anyone to judge me for my teeth, for my acne, for my weight, for things that I wanted so desperately to change that I tried and tried and tried, but that was just simply out of my control. I have a level of empathy which helps me relate to people who are going through the exact same shit that I was going through. So remember, when your life is falling apart and you feel like nothing is going your way, there is significance to your suffering. And I love that. I think that is the most poetic thing that you can think of, right? Because we all go through pain. We want to know that we're going through shit for something, that there's some kind of outcome. It's like working out. And that pain, that burn, that soreness that you feel the next day, you want to know that there's some kind of payoff, right? That there's 
going to be a result because of it. And it's the same with emotional pain, with emotional torment. There is something going on there that's growth, that's uncomfortable, that's icky, that feels like shit. That every moment when you're in it, you want to quit and that you don't want to go through it anymore. But it's because that there's progress going on, that there's something on the other side that you won't be able to appreciate until you're out of it all. Anyways, I want to read this quote. It's from the book called Search for Significance. And in the book it says, The search for significance is not a search for fame or notoriety or reputation or a place in history. Significance is a realization that you are a part of what's going on, that life includes you, and that without you, there would be a U-shaped hole in human existence. Oh, amazing. Isn't that beautiful? Without you, there would be a U-shaped hole in existence, in human existence. You are of value. You are of importance. Part of that significance comes from reckoning with pain. If you lost suffering, then you would lose the very thing that made you human, that made you able to connect with other people and say, hey, I've been there too. I understand you. And there is nothing more magical and transformative than being truly understood by another human being. And that's what we all want. I know that's what we all want. We all want to feel connected and understood and appreciated and acknowledged by other people. But how the hell are you ever going to do that if you haven't been through the same kind of pain that someone else has been? It makes you one-dimensional. It doesn't make you relatable. This leads me into my second tip. Is life falling apart or is life falling into place? And this point depends heavily on your belief system and where you align your faith, whether or not you even have faith. But you can have faith in yourself. You should at the, at the bare minimum. But this point is an emphasis on how we are so eager and so quick to try and control how things come to us instead of just letting it be. Instead of letting the universe do its damn job like we think that we are so much smarter and cunning than everything and everyone else around us that we want to control 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 that we have this kind of tunnel vision and we forgo the possibilities that are probably right in front of our face i think we are always given signs on what we should be doing and whether or not we listen is up to us but if we don't it's only a matter of time before the situation breaks down uh, and we're forced to do what we were supposed to do in the beginning some examples include income money we are conditioned to believe that if money doesn't come to us in the typical nine to five fashion then there's no other way to make money when in actuality there are a bajillion different ways for wealth and prosperity to come to you but we are fixated on well it's got to come to me on a paycheck that says that i worked eight hours this day and 40 hours a week whatever instead of getting outside of our heads, getting outside of our bodies. Our friend wants to invite us out to lunch, out to dinner. And we are so upset with our current circumstances, we say no. We don't realize that we're saying no to prosperity, that we're saying no to a form of wealth, right? There, there's endless examples of this. My mom used to tell me this story before bed growing up, and I didn't realize how wise this story actually was she said that she made it up I don't know if I'm gonna say it and then someone's gonna pull it up and be like no it's from this person and, and whatever I think that she was being honest but I'm gonna try and give you the spark notes edition 
Anyway, so in this story, she talks about this little girl who loves this pearl necklace, this fake pearl necklace in a store, absolutely in love with it and begs and begs and begs and begs her dad to get it. He's like, listen, if you work hard for it, you know, do some extra chores around the house, earn enough money, I will, we can buy it together. Awesome. Great. So she does some extra chores around the house and this and that doesn't matter they get the fake pearl necklace she loves it with her entire heart she thinks it's the best thing that there's ever going to be in terms of jewelry or or I don't know statement pieces accessories she loves the damn thing she goes swimming with it she takes it in the shower she sleeps with it but it starts to tarnish it's it's not a real pearl necklace and so it's fading it gets that green gunk but she loves it to bloody death and she's never going to take it off and her dad, every night before bed, is like, darling, I love you, but please um, give me that pearl necklace. I have something for you. Give me that pearl necklace. She's like, oh, no, but I, I just cannot. It's my favorite. And every night he would try again, darling, please give me that pearl necklace. I have something for you. She's like, no, there was nothing better than this pearl necklace. Until finally one night um, when she's like, okay, dad. I don't know why I'm telling this story. Okay, dad, you want my pearl necklace? Tears in her eyes because it's it's her favorite thing in the entire world that she doesn't want to let go of, that she doesn't see can possibly get better than this until her dad hands her a real pearl necklace. And I do feel like this is the epitome of when one door closes, another one opens. So is your life falling apart or is your life falling into place? Does the universe maybe know exactly what you need and is trying to shove you in that direction because you're too afraid to do it on your own accord because being vulnerable is scary being out of control is scary and we'd rather be miserable and comfortable and familiar with our circumstances than to try something new and maybe fail sometimes destruction is required for growth and for my last tip and this is just as important as the other two if not more important when you feel like your life is falling apart, you absolutely have to acknowledge that pain. The truth of the matter is that you are worthy of discussing that pain. When you pretend like it doesn't exist and when you play a game of hide and go seek or cat and mouse and pretend like it doesn't exist and I'm going to ignore, 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 it just grows and it becomes and turns into this beast as opposed to when you bring it to light. Darkness cannot survive in light. So when you bring attention to whatever is bugging you, it can't survive. There's no way. There's attention, there's a focus, there's a spotlight on it. And it's bound to get the attention that it deserves. You're bound to get the help that you deserve, the support that you deserve. If you confide and trust in the right people. If you acknowledge it in the right ways. By denying your pain, you are doing yourself a disservice. You are hurting yourself. You are saying that I'm not worthy of comfort. I'm not worthy of healing, right? I'm not worthy of healing. I'm going to ignore, 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 mask, 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 hope for the best and develop a drinking problem, <laughs> develop a drug addiction, develop a gambling problem, develop, you know, a codependency, insecurities. I'm going to become jealous. I'm going to become unstable, spiteful. These are the things that are the consequence of un acknowledged pain I understand that now in society it's only beginning to become accepted mental health is only now being discussed um, and acknowledged and it's really in only certain parts of the world it's not this is not universal so I'm not blind to that fact but 
It does not excuse your right to seek out the help that you deserve. Sometimes what's accepted, what's popular, what's tolerated is not always in line with what's right, with your inherent rights. And one of them happens to be acknowledging your pain, acknowledging what's gone wrong in your life. And I know again now we're we're really only at the tip of the iceberg with society and with accepting uh, mental health and acknowledging all the issues that we have. It sometimes feels like the people who speak out are maybe the most fucked up and I'm sorry for that language but obviously that's not the case. I say it because I think it's ridiculous that people who speak up and who normalize therapy, who normalize reaching out and discussing depression, anxiety, fear, angst, worry, uh, doubt, self-hatred, self-loathing, suicide, those people just have the courage. There's nothing novel about it. To say that you haven't experienced pain is to say that you're a fucking liar. (laughs) We've all experienced some level of adversity and it is your responsibility as an adult to acknowledge it, to know it, to, to, to say, hey, yeah, this is where I'm in pain and to seek out the necessary help or to try and find what you can do. There's always something that you can do. And the second that you start believing that you can't, that you're a victim of your circumstances instead of an active player in your story and your life, you're doing yourself another disservice. Even if your circumstances are the worst that anyone has ever been in. We talk about this in social work where, you know, we expect people to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. But what if you don't have any straps to pull your boots up from? I would say in a situation like that, you still cannot give up faith. Even if there isn't a way out. Even if people in your situation have never been out before and they've never been on the other side you cannot give up faith because that is where people become innovative that's where people come up with ideas to fix their life when it's falling apart that has never been thought of before human history is riddled with problems but that people with solutions never approach the situation with i can't do it it's never been done before so forget it and throw their hands up in the air You may have to be that innovative. You may have to be that creative when it comes to problem solving, to fixing your situation. And maybe that's not what you want to hear. But that faith is crucial because if you don't believe in yourself, then then there's no way out. There will never be a way out. Maybe your situation is that bad, but I would still encourage you to have faith. You are worthy of that faith in yourself. And you have nothing to lose at that point. And maybe, just maybe... You are very creative and you're very innovative and you're another Einstein popping out solutions left and right and (laughs) ideas that no one has ever thought of before. Maybe you will be that person, but you will never know unless you believe in yourself. Anyway, I went off on a bit of a tangent, um, but I hope that this episode provided you with a little bit of faith, a little bit of inspiration, and some tips and tricks that you can use when you feel like your life is falling apart because I've been there. My favorite does happen to be the first one. I love the fact that we are not suffering in vain. I think that's beautiful. Let me know what your favorite tip was. Um, If you have any additional ones that I didn't mention, I wanted to spare you guys from saying the obvious stuff like, ooh, pain is temporary. Uh, I feel like we all know that or we should know that. If you don't, now you do. (laughs) But let me know what you think. Anyways, that's it for me today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. (laughs) That was Germanic. Goodbye.